0: Welcome to the Late Reading Podcast. Oops, I hit the button too hard, didn't I? Uh, this is Phil Harvey. I'm an editor of Late Reading, and we are doing a bit of an emergency podcast because we really wanted to talk about this whole HBO Max announcement from AT&T and Warner Media. Uh, today, I'm joined by Dan Jones in New York City. Hello, Dan. Hello there. And I am joined by Jeff Baumgartner in Denver, Colorado. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how's everybody doing? Very good. So we watched. Uh, well, you guys, I think watched the HBO uh, Max presentation. I read all about it, and uh, you know this is a brand new uh, over-the-top and possibly through pay-TV channels uh, content and subscription offering from AT and T and Warner Media. Um, AT and T expects fifty million subscribers by twenty twenty-five, including both HBO Legacy, we'll say, and HBO Max. And HBO Max is expected to bring in an additional $5 billion in incremental revenue uh, by 2025 as well. What we want to talk about is why this could be bad for pay TV and for service providers. This is one of those weird stories that cuts across both consumer and business-to-business lines. So I guess that's the place to start. Um, Jeff, maybe you want to kick this off. Why does it seem like... uh, you know service providers or people who currently uh are in the pay t v business might not be terribly excited about h b o max
1: yeah uh thanks yeah it, 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 there are kind of a lot of facets to the uh kind of h b o max story here you know and i mean uh, it, it's a new service you know so a t and t slash you know warner media you know they're gonna need to cut. A new deal for HBO Max, if they want it uh, distributed by their, uh, you know, the pay TV partners. Um, But you know, the service since it's going to be direct to consumer uh, streaming as well. I mean, it could also cannibalize you know HBO traditional HBO customers, and and at the same time, kind of make cord cutting uh, worse for pay TV due to the the direct to consumer option and. Uh, you know, and there's been a suggestion out there uh, from one of the analysts that Warner Media is going to want a greater percentage of the cut in the pay TV deals, than they do with uh, you know old HBO. Uh, so, uh, at the same time, you know Warner AT and T is going to try to bundle HBO Max with AT and T TV, which is this new. Streaming service that uh, another one <laughs> that uh, AT and is putting out there, uh, even though HBO Max is going to be the workhorse. So, you know that's that's kind of the encapsulation of it. You know, and and on top of it, there's a lot of confusion about what this is. You know, and you know maybe the marketing guys, you know, you know they have the old, you know, it's not TV, it's HBO. You know, maybe they can flip that and you know reuse it and say, you know, it's not HBO. Is HBO Max, uh, but try to guess what that means.
0: What? <laughs> that's a uh, thanks for the summary. Now I have, I have uh, an
1: obvious follow up. I think is
0: um, what is the uh, w- what is the thing about the pay TV providers maybe wanting a larger cut of the the sale? Is it because of the the additional content that this new offering is going to have with it?
1: Well, maybe uh, I might have misspoke there. The um, As far as like the the side that uh, from the analyst suggestion that will want a greater percent of that revenue share is uh, Warner Media, uh, and not not the pay TV guy. So that would be another Uh, reason. Yeah. So yeah, I see. Like
0: uh, they're going to sell this service for what is it fourteen ninety five? Right.
1: Yeah, I think fourteen ninety
0: nine. Yeah. Fourteen ninety nine. Okay, which is the same price as HBO. Right.
1: Uh, Yeah, the same as uh, HBO. Now, which is like the direct-to-consumer, over-the-top, standalone version of HBO. Um, you know, you might be able to get it for different pricing during, from the pay-TV operators, but you know, they they did decide to come up or you know use the same price point, but you know, two times the amount of content, kind of building in stuff from Turner and Warner Brothers and some exclusive original content, and you know, maybe some live. Uh, content, uh, events and stuff to kind of help differentiate it. So yeah, it, it's a little hard to, you know, uh, get, you know, kind of throw things in the, in, you know, these buckets anymore.
0: Yeah. Dan, what do you, what's your impression of all this? This is, this is kind of a, you know, it, it's a lot to get your head around. I, I still have more questions, but I wanted to kind of get you to weigh in uh, on this as well.
2: Well, I mean, if you look at it from a, a carrier point of view, you're going to see, other carriers like uh Verizon and T Mobile weigh in pretty quickly on this. I mean we've seen T Mobile had earnings this week and they were making comments uh around this and also Verizon's offerings and saying, you know, we've been doing these the Netflix on us kind of uh deals and things like that. So I think that uh they'll they'll kind of come up with their own kind of offerings um kind of against that
0: yeah that's a good point the 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 one thing that has been successful uh for tempting new subscribers in the mobile landscape has been um i think sprint has deals with title and with amazon prime right verizon has the deal with netflix and i think t-mobile probably has a netflix deal too is that correct
2: oh yeah yeah Oh,
1: oh, sorry. Yeah, the new thing with uh, Verizon, we, uh, was the uh, uh, was the Disney Plus deal, and I think that that's right. what right. T. That's what you know, T-Mobile. Uh, John Ledger was flipping out about you know, and, and <laughs> kind of giving his own special uh, opinion on uh, that versus you know the Netflix on us thing, and and uh, how they're just a bunch of cut and paste. Uh, people over there in the marketing department. So he always has some sure. colorful, you know, uh, thoughts about it.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. it makes sense. I, I, um, yeah, no, okay. Now it's all coming together. So these other, uh, over the top direct to consumer streaming services have successfully used, um, mobile device subscriptions as great partners, not just because obviously the mobile device is an easy, um, you know, it's basically a TV now, but also because it it locks in that valuable subscriber for possibly a longer period of time. You know, they're gonna likely hold on to their mobile plan and anything that comes with it, um, and and be a more loyal subscriber that way. I think this is AT&T's version of doing that for its own service, but also just because it kind of gosh, I mean, it, it just hasn't really been that compelling. Uh, or had a very compelling over the top product yet um have you guys either uh well i guess jeff you've reported on you know like the the various permutations and we did a podcast about the various uh mm-hmm. steps that a t n t took i mean it was just a pay t v provider old school <laughs> you know mm-hmm. with, with it with its direct t v satellite company and then it started doing, um, I'm ignoring you verse for a minute, but it started doing things like, um, you know, direct TV had tried to do, uh, you know, some, some limited streaming of, of its content to customers, you know, via their mobile devices. But the only pure play, uh, over the top service that, that AT&T has ever had is, is what is now known as AT&T now. Um, right? Is that, is, is that the only one?
1: Yeah. The, right. Cause there, there's AT&T TV now, which was the, the, the new name of what we once knew as direct TV now, which was right. <laughs> kind of the uh, skinny bundle uh, product that they, they put out there. And then uh, now you've got also AT&T TV. So no now in that name, but it, it's their uh, kind of the fuller freight, pay TV service that is delivered over the top. And, you know, I kind of think of it as kind of uh, like an over the top replication of what like a full package direct TV services, but you get it over the top and, you know, it's to this Android TV device that uh, at and distributes. And, you know, they're trying to save costs by uh, removing some of the operations and uh, cost of acquisition, out of it versus like that satellite product. So, uh, and then there's, yeah, there's another, uh, I can't, I I can't remember it now. (laughs) It's like, it's like, it's like an entertainment focused product. Uh, uh, This is, Uh, you know what, I'll put you out of your
0: misery. This is the part though, that this is exactly what I guess is behind this whole question and what leads us to the next sort of part of this podcast, which I wanted to do kind of like focus on the consumer side. But we've articulated, um, you know, you've articulated how pay TV providers might be a bit cautious about this. Dan did a good job of articulating um, why this matters in terms of a mobile context, because obviously it's a, it's a over-the-top uh, video services of any kind are a really good mobile bundle, um, especially if you're going to be selling data plans and things of that sort. And now AT&T seems like it's just hitting every single part of the market that it possibly can with HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to start out as over-the-top, but they're going to you know, also provide a way to distribute it via pay TV. It sounds like it's on a different technology platform than all the other stuff before. Um, mm mm-hmm which is going to be funny because one of the knocks on AT&T over the years is that it has a different billing. You know, they basically treat every subscriber to every service that they have as a different customer. And, um, and, and that comes through when you start a billing relationship with them, you, you still have to have, you know, up until very recently, you had to have different logins for every single product that you had for (laughs) AT&T. Um, and that's what worries me about this. So, my next question, um, and, and I'll start to answer this and then I'll kick it around to you guys is, um, you know, do you consume HBO at the moment? And what questions does HBO Max raise as a consumer? Um, so, I do have an HBO subscription at the moment. The way that I subscribe to it, because I, I buy all my TV services over the top now, I got rid of my direct TV service is I did it as an add-on to my Hulu subscription. So I just ticked a box and it said, we'll add 15 bucks to your bill and all the H- HBO content, uh, content right inside of our Hulu app. And then you don't have to have another app. And that was cool. And I didn't have to give somebody else my credit card and that was cool. And I used the same login as I do for Hulu and that was even cooler. So I really like that integration that HBO did with Hulu. My question for HBO Max and whoever is, gosh, I'm kind of happy now. Um, all that new content sounds amazing. What's Is that going to show up as another add-on in Hulu or or its partners like Amazon Prime? Or will consumers be forced to cancel those and then add something else, you know?
1: Yeah, I think you kind of identify kind of the rub in all this, right? So you you get HBO through Hulu, okay? And then in May 2020, HBO Max is going to come on the scene, and, and it's going to have the same price point as, you know, or roughly the same price point as what you're paying for HBO through Hulu today. Yet HBO Max has twice the amount of content. And you're like, Hmm, why do I continue to pay for regular HBO? So, you know, I think, I think the, you know, like if I'm Hulu or any other distributor, that's a problem because people are going to say, well, I'm going to drop HBO and I'm going to instead subscribe to HBO max. And if the Hulu does not have a deal to distribute HBO max, guess what? They lose that HBO customer and the revenue that goes with it. So then you can kind of understand why this could be, why this is problematic potentially for the for the MVPDs if they can't come to an agreement with Warner Media for this new HBO Max service. Uh, so yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, So as consumers, um, Dan, you're you're not an HBO subscriber, correct?
2: I'm um, not. Okay. I'm not, and I'm also wondering whether HBO uh, has the the content to or the popular content to actually attract more viewers uh, right now i mean yeah they've finished with the game of thrones and i don't see anything on the horizon to replace that as as such right now so i'm wondering what comes next
0: yeah <laughs> yeah where's their mass market hit i guess right
2: yeah yeah
1: I think you'll still. So I mean, I guess everybody's tastes are different, but you have to look at the, uh, you know, the HBO pipeline of content, and and you have to see if there's anything there you like, and then you know they're going to have stuff from Warner Brothers and Turner built in there. You know, if you're like a uh, a South Park fan, you know they're going to have this going to kind of be the exclusive home for all the all the past seasons. They're going to get an episode, you know, the day after it airs off of. Uh, Comedy Central, um, and then to your Game of Thrones, you know. Comment, Dan. I think that uh, they announced like kind of a prequel uh, for that series that they're going to have on this service, but that's not you know going to be oh, available actually, right out of the shoot.
2: Yeah, well, I actually canceled that this week. So,
1: <laughs> okay. Well, you're good for you're in good shape for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's your big thing. Yeah, the. To, to
0: Jeff, now you're a different type of consumer because you still have a cable bundle. Mm-hmm. And you're getting if you're an HBO subscriber through that, is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, what questions do you have about what happens to uh, your HBO? You know, just given that you're you're assuming everything's cool right now and you're happy with what mm-hmm. you have, suddenly HBO Max arrives, and gosh, I, I guess I guess maybe maybe your first putting words in your mouth, maybe your first question is. Um, Do I get it through my cable
1: provider or not? Yeah, I think um, for me, I mean, part of me is hopeful that uh, uh, a a Comcast will come to terms with HBO Max by next May, you know, and this, they have a few months to kind of get this sort of stuff done so that when that service is launched, you know, just my HBO subscription automatically... uh, gets upgraded or, you know, is transferred to this new HBO uh, Max service, much in the way that AT&T is going to be doing it for its own subscribers, right? You're still going to continue to get HBO and, and the channel, you know, the linear channels and, and all the stuff that you are used to getting from HBO, but then they'll have all this incremental stuff with HBO Max. So, I mean, I guess I have to kind of, I mean, hope is not, uh, you know, really a strategy, but the, But, but the yeah, uh, you know, I think uh, uh, I think Moffat Nathanson kind of said that about AT and T in general. But the uh, uh, earlier this week, so I'm kind of borrowing that um, or stealing it, I guess. Uh, so, uh, but uh, yeah, so i mean I'm going to kind of keep my ear to the ground, and I think also I'm going to have to just keep an eye on you know the incremental content including the originals for hbo max you know what what's all going to be in there and if that's enticing enough you know for me to uh you know kind of switch gears and do hbo max you know because uh it sounds like you know they're gonna have some pretty interesting stuff and you know to see what the originals are uh you know just kind of feel like hey i'm getting the value for what i'm paying for here
0: um, my, my last question, uh, we're coming up on the 20 minute mark. I want to, uh, wrap this up, but the, the last question I guess is another one of these conflict things. So if I'm not mistaken, Hulu, which is one of the partners that currently at does add ons and bundles with HBO and a number of other channels is mostly owned by Disney these days, right?
1: Yeah. Disney, um, yeah, has like like full operational control of it. Yeah, after they yeah. unwind it, you know, untangled it with uh, so knowing
0: the- knowing that Hulu, knowing that these add on channels are such a great sort of sticky um, thing for consumers. You know, I won't get rid of my Hulu app or subscription because I've once I've started bundling more stuff inside of it, I'm you know I'm kind of locked in. I wonder how Disney feels when the Disney Plus service launches and you know, I wonder if that's going to be available through Hulu as well, or it's an interesting kind of thing. Like, and I have the same kind of question for Amazon prime. Do you become at that point an aggregator plus a provider of your own content, or do you take the Netflix strategy and just go, you know what, we'll serve our stuff our way and, you know, and maybe buy some content, but we're not adding on channels.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it, yeah, I think it kind of depends on. Uh, yeah, the companies are kind of vertically in, integrated like that. Like Disney is a distributor now as well as uh, uh, owning the content. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, and I think Disney Plus is, is a little bit has, uh, is a little bit different because it'll be brand new and they don't have uh, like like a the, the, the very you know, similar product with respect to what Disney plus is going to be. So, uh, but I think to to, to answer the question about the distributors though, I think that uh, Disney is going to want to uh, sell it direct to consumer, but also strike up deals with their, with the pay TV people. And I think their new deal with charter uh, contemplates was like the word or something, uh, you know, potential, Disney plus carriage as well as, as well as uh, Hulu. So, you know, every, everything, uh, it, it's, it's, getting a little more complicated in terms of how the, the distributors and the content. Yeah. That's like an understatement. Um, and the distributors and the content players are going to work together and, you know, it's like, well, at the same time, what is this going to mean for the consumer? Because, you know, I think as things start to kind of fray and, and kind of get separated out, uh, to, to a degree uh you know people are gonna end up paying you know a lot more to get all this stuff
0: i i might just uh i might just cancel one or two of these things and get back in the habit of going to the movies what do you guys think
1: <laughs> it might actually cost you much less even if you include the popcorn i don't know
0: indeed um well, uh, thanks again for uh, for, uh, for uh, chipping in and hopping on with me. Uh, uh, Jeff Baumgartner, Dan Jones, uh, We you can read all their stuff at LightReading.com. Guys, thanks so much. And uh, we're recording this on a Friday afternoon. So gentlemen, have a great weekend. You too. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Light Reading Podcast.